Thank you for listening to Christian Family Church Podcast. Here at CFC, our mission is to live and communicate the power of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to the world around us. From wherever you're listening, we hope you'll be encouraged by this week's message. Clap! Woo! <laughs> uh, I feel like we, we, we just celebrate again and again uh, being in person again. It's, uh, but it's so exciting because to be honest, as many of you I haven't seen since like Easter time. Because uh, we were away for three months and we came back from long service leave and uh, we were in lockdown. And uh, I've got to say it was uh, painful coming back and not being able to see you in person. And for those who are watching online, those of you in isolation, we're praying for you. Um, some people that are isolating still right now. And uh, Greg and Karina, we're praying for you guys. Um, yeah, if you're, if you're at home this morning and you're, you're unable to join us for whatever reason, I pray that you can come along next week or, hey, they could even come at 11.30 still. Like if you haven't showered and dressed, you can still come. You've got time. Amen? Amen. 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 All these guys who got up early are like, amen, they can come, yeah. <laughs> I just want to say thank you so much for everyone's graciousness in uh, the changes and what we're doing at the moment and, uh, and for your support in... in encouraging and, and supporting and, and sharing what we're doing. It's so good to be back. Our, our family's coming at 11.30. There's a whole bunch of kids that are in that 12 to 15 age group that aren't vaccinated yet. And uh, as a family, we wanted to come together. So we've, we come at 11.30 uh, to be here as a family because we have a child in that category still. Um, but God, keep us unified, amen? We are one body in Christ. We are one church. And uh, whether you're here this morning, right now, or you're coming at 11.30, or you're watching online, you're a part of the body of Christ. Uh, we're we're ch- children of God because of what Jesus has done for us. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. Well, can you believe it? It is less than one month till Christmas. And you all go, yay, I think. <laughs> I was told this morning it's now 26 days until Christmas. I'm not sure if it's right, I didn't check it, but uh, my kids are counting down. Um, <laughs> this, this looks of amazement and disbelief and shock and horror in the room right now. I wonder what you thought, what you were planning, what you thought your 2021 would look like. As you came up to Christmas 2020, after the year that we'd had, I wonder what you thought this past 12 months was going to look like. In fact, I wonder what your plans and your dreams were at the end of 2019, going towards Christmas, thinking about just another normal new year coming up. I wonder what your plans and your dreams were for 2020, and then thought, maybe I can do that in 2021, and maybe it still hasn't happened. I wonder, can you remember? If you can, I want you to write it down right now. If there's anything you remember at all. It's like, it feels like 10 years ago, doesn't it? In some ways. As a family, we were looking to long service leave at the end of 2019. We were all excited. We'd, we'd postponed for a year because we decided to have another baby. And uh, we'd postponed one year already. And we were all set to go. And then lockdown hit. But praise God, we've got to do it this year. It was so exciting. And uh, as a family, we've been planning for a long time to do renovations. And at the end of 2019, heading towards Christmas, we were excited about taking steps to see renovations happen at our place. And praise God, they've started as of a week ago. Woo! Anyone who's done that journey with us, um, we're pretty pumped. The slab's going down on Monday. 
It's happening. I started to think it was just a figment of my imagination. Maybe it was just not going to happen. But As a church, we, we finished our hall, Renault's, and the courtyard and all those things in 2018. And it was just the end of 2018. We finally got the bits and pieces of that um, finished off. And uh, as, as we got into towards 2020, uh, I, I believed in my heart that we were going to have time and, and be able to look forwards at our kids' ministry space. That was kind of stage one of what we've been thinking and, and preparing to do as a church with our buildings as we go forward. And I was thinking about it. I wonder how many of us have never actually been out to Bub's Church before. Anyone want to give us a wave? If you've never been out to Bub's Church, I reckon we should do a, a, a tour after church and, and take you out and let you see uh, our Bub's Church space. And I've got to say there is amazing things happen out in Bub's Church and I feel sad now because the Bubs Church team are out there serving already, so they can't hear me saying this. But, you know, our, our Bubs Church building was built probably, actually I should have asked, with, check with Mike, 30 or 40 years ago, maybe. <laughs> and to be honest, going forward, it is really not a functional space as we continue to grow. And if you've been out there on a hot summer's day, we've got air conditioning out there, and it's still Slightly more than mildly warm. <laughs> and in the middle of winter, if it's a rainy day, it's a great space, but there's a lot of kids. Praise God, we've got a wonderful problem. And uh, it's, there's, there's a lot of kids and not a lot of space. And even with Kids Church, we have two classrooms out there for Kids Church, but you know, we could do with four right now. Um, even at the moment, uh, sorry, at the moment, it's a little bit different. We've got uh, two services happening, so it's kind of, uh, dividing and conquering as far as number-wise goes. Um, but we really are praying, as, as we were at the end of 2019, what God would do in us and through us as a church. I want to ask a question. I wonder what you were dreaming of come Christmas 2019. As I think about the past two years, there's been so much put on hold, cancelled, postponed, Just let it sink in for a moment. <laughs> there has been so much put aside. We've been so absorbed by what are the rules for this week? What's happening today? Am I allowed to go and get a coffee today? Am I allowed to go and see the office at school today? Am I allowed to take my mask off at work today? There has been so much watching the rules, seeing the news, seeing the latest reports, finding out what we can do this week. And to be honest, over the past month or so, in my own time praying and reading, God has just been stirring in me and moving me to begin to dream again for the future. To let my eyes go back onto the future and to think about what God has for us. I believe this is coming to an end, this craziness. But even as I say that, I want to acknowledge that for some people, it's actually at its height of difficulty. For, for some people, it's at the most challenging stage because they're still restricted in a greater measure than they maybe ever have been. And it, I want to acknowledge and ask us as a church to be praying for those that are going through that right now. And in the natural, it might look like, well, things are far from over. We can look at South Africa and new mutations and rumours of COVID, whatever, whatever it's going to be called. But I believe in the Spirit, God is saying to us, we need to see this season as finishing. That we don't just look at the rules for today, for this week, for this month, but God is calling us 
to lift our eyes to him and begin to dream again. I believe God is calling us as a church to let our eyes be lifted to believe for the future. To, to seek God for direction, not just for this week and how we can we pivot and do this week, but God, what do you want for us over the next month? What do you want for us over the next year? Over the next five years, God, what do you want to do in my life? How can I be ready for what you want to do in my life? Because God knows the end from the beginning. He knows every day of our lives. And he has wisdom for us. So over the next four weeks, as Mike shared around announcements, we've, we're beginning a new series uh, around Christmas. And our new series is called Back to the Future. Would you say it? Back to the Future. With some excitement, back to the future. Woo! And if you're thinking, Andrew, come on, are you really that crazy about the movie that you named a series, Back to the Future? To be honest, I only saw the movie about two weeks ago because I knew we were doing this series. And uh, I thought, you know what, I should watch the movie and make sure it's okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, so really, it's just the phrase. I'm not an avid Back to the Future fan. But I believe this is a message that God wants for his church, for us to hear. Back to the future. Let your eyes, let your heart be stirred back to the future. And we're going to look back at the events of Christ's birth. We're going to look back and see what Jesus has done. As we see Christmas celebrations, as we see Christmas parties happening and decorations and lights and advertising for Christmas, we're going to look back so that we can begin to plan for the future. We're going to look back and think about what God has done in the past. We're going to look back at the last few years and think about what God's been doing and believe God for the future. I just want to say now, at the end of the service, we're going to have a time to pray for people. If you just know you need some time to respond this morning, I want to encourage you to consider coming forward when we have that time. But let's just pray together now before we open God's word. Lord God, we just thank you so much that Christmas is so much more than just fancy lights and pretty decorations. God, we thank you so much that we know what you have done. We thank you so much that as we can come together again, even though we're in two services and online, God, we just thank you that we can come together as your body. And God, I just pray that you would stir something within us as your people. Lord, not just... Not just a, an idea, but Lord, in our hearts, that we would know the plans you have for us. God, I just pray that you would help us to shake off the chains that have bound us. Lord, the anxieties, the worries, the fears, that we would rise up into the things you have called for us in the weeks and months and even years ahead, Lord. I just pray, Lord, for those who are feeling just really discouraged at the moment, those that are feeling uh, just really flat, I just pray, Lord, that you would lift them up by your spirit this morning. Even as we look at your word, that you would lift us up in Jesus' name. Amen. Before we open up to the book of Luke and look at uh, what it says, I just want to read from Isaiah chapter 43. Uh, just turn there. Isaiah 43. And if you've got your Bibles there, I encourage you to bring your Bible to church. Um, I'm going to read from verse 1. It says, but now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you says, do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. 
When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. And just skipping down to verse 10. It says, You are my servant. You have been chosen to know me, believe in me, and understand that I alone am God. There is no other God. There never has been and there never will be. Yes, I, yes, I am the Lord. There is no other Saviour. First I predicted your rescue, and then I saved you and proclaimed it to the world. No foreign God has ever done this. Your witnesses that I am the only God, says the Lord. From eternity to eternity, I am God. No one can snatch anyone out of my hand. No one can undo what I have done. And then just skipping down to verse 16, it says, I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the seas. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. They thought they were so powerful. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do, for I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. The wild animals in the field will thank me, the jackals and owls too, for giving them water in the desert. Yes, I'll make rivers in the dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed. So I've made Israel for myself, and they will someday honour me before the whole world. You know, if you've been feeling like you've been in a dry wasteland, if you feel like you've been wandering in circles in the wilderness... I pray this morning that you will be encouraged through this series, that you'll be encouraged because you will see that God is doing a new thing. God is doing a new thing and God has done a greater thing. And we're going to look at just what that is this morning, that God has done the greater thing, that we can know Him and know salvation. So we're going to turn in our Bibles to Luke chapter 1. You've got your Bible there? Let's open up to Luke chapter 1. Let's remember the context of God's promise to his people. Let's remember that he had promised to do a new thing, that a saviour was coming. And here in Luke chapter 1, we see that uh, an angel has already visited Mary. She's been told that although she's a virgin, that she's going to give birth to one who will rule God's people forever, that he'll be called the Son of the Most High, the saviour of the world. You know, I love Mary's response. She simply says, I am the Lord's servant. May it come to pass as you have said. You know, as God speaks to us, I want to respond like Mary. God, I am your servant. May it come to pass as you desire, as you have said, let it be. Who are we to limit what God wants to do in us, through us? And we see also Elizabeth, Mary's relative, that she's become pregnant too in her old age. And she and Zechariah have, after being unable to conceive for so long, they're told they're going to have a child. And this child is going to prepare the way for the coming Lord. He's going to prepare the way. And finally, after Zechariah be, becoming mute, because he didn't believe what the angel said, um, through the pregnancy, he's, he's, he's totally mute. 
And then the baby is born and they name him John and finally Zechariah can speak again. And that's where we're going to read from this morning in Luke chapter 1, verse 67. It says this, Then his father, Zechariah, so John's father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and gave this prophecy. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and redeemed his people. He has sent us a mighty saviour from the royal line of his servant David, just as he promised through his holy prophets long ago. Now we will be saved from our enemies and from all who hate us. He has been merciful to our ancestors by remembering his sacred covenant, the covenant he swore with an oath to our ancestor Abraham. We have been rescued from our enemies so we can serve God without fear in holiness and righteousness for as long as we live. And you, my little son, says Zechariah speaking to John about John, and you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High because you will prepare the way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins because of God's tender mercy. You hear that? God has tender mercy. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. John grew up and became strong in spirit and he lived in the wilderness until he began his public ministry to Israel. You know, God had promised a mighty saviour. God had promised a redeemer. Just like we've been reading in the book of Ruth, as we looked at over the last four weeks, that Boaz became the family redeemer for Elimelech's family, for Naomi and Ruth, even though they had nothing to offer him. He redeemed them so that they could have an inheritance, that they could have a future and a hope as a family. And in just the same way, Jesus came to be our redeemer. We had nothing to offer him. But that's what God has done. God promised a mighty saviour, a mighty redeemer. God promised salvation, deliverance from sin and death. We don't have to be judged as we deserve. That's what salvation is. God had promised a light that would lead us to life. If you look at the King James Version, it talks about the day spring, the, the dawn was about to burst forth. The morning, a new, new day, a new beginning, a new era was about to come. The NIV translated it, said, the rising sun will come from heaven. Or as we just heard, the morning light from heaven is about to break forth. God's light from heaven had come. And Zechariah could see it. He, he understood it by the Spirit. He, even though Jesus is still in the womb, He's saying, God has done it. He has redeemed his people. He saw what God was doing in this tiny little baby. He says, God has done what he promised. Why? To give light to those who sit in darkness, to guide us into the path of peace that we might have life for eternity. This morning, as we look back at the events of Christ's birth, as we look back over our last few years, I want us to remember this is what Jesus came to do, to rescue us from darkness. We don't have to live in darkness anymore. 
Jesus came that sinners would find salvation, that we would know that we are forgiven, that we are children of God, forgiven and set free, that we could live in the light of his peace, in his love, in this life and in the life to come. That's good news. As we look back to the future, we must see what God has done before we can plan well for the future. If you want to put it this way, to plan well for the future, we must know the past. Go up on the screen. To plan well for the future, we must know the past. So many people have repeated the mistakes of history because they haven't learned from past mistakes. To plan well for the future, we must know the past. Seeing our series is called Back to the Future, I thought I'd use a little um, example from the movie, seeing I only watched it a couple of weeks ago for the first time. It's a little bit like right at the end of the movie when Doc Brown is getting chased by the, the, the arms dealers, I think they were. Anyone an avid fan? No, you can tell me if I got it wrong. Okay, there's a couple over there. <laughs> and I'm just going to say, sorry, I'm not holding back any spoilers. You have had enough time to watch the movie. If you haven't, if you haven't like me, bad luck. Um, and Doc Brown, he gets shot. He's, he's laying there and it looks like it's all over for Doc Brown. But he has knowledge about the future from the past because Marty, um, what's his name, Michael J. Fox, I think it is, as a a little kid, (laughs) Marty has gone back in time and Marty has told him what's going to happen. Well, actually, he didn't tell him. He gave him a note and then Doc Brown ripped it up. But then we find out later he stuck it back together. He just couldn't help finding out what it said, even if it wrecked the space-time continuum or whatever it's called. (laughs) And he's left the letter. So Doc Brown, sorry, I'm reading my notes because I forget his name. Uh, Doc Brown uh, knows what's going to happen because he's had knowledge in the past of what's going to happen. And when Marty runs over to him thinking he's dead and he opens up his shirt to see his wounds, he sees the bulletproof vest. And Doc's okay. And everything's good and they're happy and they've got a future and a hope. There's peace and there is joy just as Jesus came that you might have as well. Because he has told us what's going to happen. We know the end from the beginning. We know the saviour. We know the winner. We know who won the victory. That we can have freedom and life in this life and in the life to come. I want to ask you two questions this morning. Do you know your future beyond the grave? And probably for most of us, we, we, we feel like we do. We, we know that Jesus is our saviour. But I just wonder for someone here today or someone watching online today, I wonder if there's anyone who thinks, yeah, you know, I think I do, but I'm just not quite sure. I, I think I know what's going to happen, but how do we really know? I want to tell you this morning that we are created in the image of God. We are, we've been created in his likeness. And this life is not all there is. We are all uh, created in his image and we have a soul that is going to live on either in eternal judgment or in eternal life. And the difference is not whether we do more good deeds than bad deeds. It's not if we do enough good deeds to enter into the pearly gates The difference is, have we invited Jesus, the mighty saviour, the redeemer, the light of the world, have we invited him to be our saviour? Have we admitted 
our sin? Have we acknowledged that we are sinners who deserve judgment? Hey, I reckon any kid that's eight years old knows he's a sinner. Do we remember, do we recognize, do we acknowledge that we are sinners that deserve judgment? I, I am. But if we admit our sin and ask his forgiveness, if we believe and we trust in Jesus' death and resurrection that he paid the price for our sin, and if we choose to no longer live for ourselves but to live for him, the Bible says that our name has been written in the book of life. Anyone who comes to him, he will not turn away. It does not matter how bad your sin has been or how high the pile of sins has become, but will you acknowledge, will you admit your sin? Will you believe in him and choose to follow him? Mike said last week about coming to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than being in a garage makes you a car. It's not what it's about. It's about surrendering our life to him. Are we living for ourselves or are we living for him? If you've given your life to him, you know the future beyond the grave. You can have certainty. You can have assurance that you are set free by the blood of Jesus. His sacrifice was powerful and effective. He doesn't lose his power. There's nothing that we can do that will cancel out what he has done if we will surrender our lives to him. I just want to ask the band to come and we're going to finish up in just a moment. Jesus is the light of the world. If we follow him, we don't have to walk in darkness. But you know what? Here's the challenge. Jesus is the light of the world, but now he has called us to be filled with his Holy Spirit, to, to be his light to the world. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 says, You are the light of the world. That's Jesus speaking to his disciples, says, You are the light of the world. You're called to be Christ's hand and feet on this earth. If we are disciples, if we are followers of Christ, we are called to be His hands and feet, to show the love of God everywhere we go. Ephesians 5 verse 8 says, You were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. God wants us to look back so that we would go forward in boldness and courage to be His light to the world. So this morning as I finish up, I want to ask you, as we look back at what God has done, as we see His words in Scripture, will you allow God to let you dream again? Will you allow God to lead you to guide you, to inspire you, to, to breathe upon your heart and to believe what His Word is saying to you. I want to be like Mary and say, Lord, let it be as you have said. I think sometimes we can get jaded, we can get calloused in our heart, we can get discouraged, we can see past things and think, oh, that didn't turn out how I thought. You know what? I'm just going to be a good person and, and that'll do. But I believe there's some people in this room and people joining us online even as well today that God wants you to believe for something more. Not just to live a good life and know that your name is written in the book of life, but to rise up into God's calling for you to be His light to the world. 
not just so that you would know Him, not just so that you would enjoy the blessings of knowing Him more, but that you would share His love, His light, His peace, His joy with everyone you meet. You know, as a church, we've chosen this year not to have a big Christmas extravaganza to finish off the year because there is so much getting packed into the end of the year, amen? How many thousand events has been planned for this next few weeks? It's crazy. But we've done that so that you can be still and know that He's God. We're still having Sunday services. We're going to come together and celebrate as whenever we have opportunities. Life groups are still meeting. But we want to give you time and space to go and be the light of the world. We want you to go to that Christmas party for work. We want you to go and meet with your family and be the love of God in that place. We just don't want to have everyone come to us. We want to go and reach the world with the love of God. Amen. If you're feeling stuck today, if you're feeling empty, like you have no dreams, desires or aspiration or inspiration within you right now, that you're just kind of just putting one foot in front of the other. And I've got to admit, there's been times over the last two years where I'm like, I've got to that point. I'm like, God, I just got to get through today. But this morning, I want to pray for you. And we have a team that's ready to pray with you this morning. And I'm going to pray for everyone right now. But if you know that you just need God to speak to you, I'm going to ask our team to come and pray for you and and seek God for words of knowledge, words of prophecy. And I, I want you to come and say, God, speak to me. God can speak where you are, but I want want you to take that step of faith and say, God, I need your inspiration. And I don't mind if we have the whole church out the front and it takes us longer than we're supposed to to have things change over for the next service and all of that. But I just believe we need to pray for some people this morning. So can we just stand as I pray? And if that's you this morning, I want to invite you to come and invite the team to come and just begin to pray as well. Lord Jesus, I just thank you that we can look back And know with certainty, God, what you have done for us. I thank you, God, for those words in Isaiah that you promised you were going to do a new thing. And that new thing, that new covenant is Christ. And Jesus, your blood washes away our sin. Lord Jesus, you have done all that needs to be done. And God, I just thank you that we are no longer bound. The enemy might like to help us think we're bound again. But Lord, those those enemy chains have already been broken. I pray, Lord God, this morning as we respond to You, as we look at You, that, Lord, we would shake free from those chains that You've already broken through the cross. God, I pray that You would help us rise up as Your church. Lord, as as individuals, Lord, that You would help us to see the plans You have for us. That we would rise up as Your church in, in workplaces, in families, in our community, Lord. Wherever we go, wherever we are, Lord, I pray, Lord Jesus, that You would help us rise up Lord, to have excitement, to have joy, to have, uh, Lord, just a a longing excitement to see what You're going to do in us and through us and those around us, Lord. We just thank You, Jesus, for the power of Your love, the power of Your presence to break every chain, to set the prisoners free. Thank You, Jesus. You are the way maker. And I just pray this morning over every single person that You would make the way forward, that You would lead us forward for Your glory in Jesus' name. I just want to invite anyone else who wants to come. Let's just come right forward so others could come. And we just want to pray for you this morning. I invite the team just to to come and just lay hands and believe for God to speak through us this morning as we pray for people. And let's sing. You are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, 
He is the promise keeper. He will do what